and welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am your host, Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories that will inspire you to dive deep, break through your own personal glass ceiling, and design a life of your dreams. Are you overworked, overstressed, and overwhelmed? You want life to be different, but you don't even know how to get there. Man, oh man, I lived there myself. And in my experience with working with thousands of people from all walks of life, there is one simple thing that holds so many of us back, a lack of time management. We may know what we want, but we often don't know how to get there and don't feel like we can add one more thing into our already busy day. And that's exactly why I created the Dream Life Action Planner. It's a 90-day inspired game plan that will give you total clarity on your greatest priorities and skyrocket your productivity on the tasks that matter most. And now, for a limited time, you can get your own copy for free. And when you go to denisewalsh.com slash action. Denise Walsh, D-E-N-I-S-E-W-A-L-S-H dot com slash action, A-C-T-I-O-N. Put your information in and we will send this action planner directly to your inbox so you can set your goals, reprioritize your calendar, and design your dream life today. Big, big welcome back to the Dreamcast. In today's interview, I'm interviewing somebody who is a hypnotist. Yes, a hypnotist. And this is not your all-night party back in high school where the hypnotist asked everybody to quack like a duck. No, 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 no. Our next guest is passionate about helping his clients live a life full of joy, love, and fulfillment by connecting to themselves and flipping their own mind. He is caring, compassionate, and when you hear his voice, you'll know exactly what I mean. I feel like he needs to be doing this work, and he helps clients to reach beyond their self-imposed limits and access the only true effective place to create lasting change, which is inside themselves. He is an author, a sought-after speaker, and has over 50 audio and video programs as he's been a hypnotist for now a decade. So big Dreamcast, welcome to Rick Paddock. Thanks, Denise. I'm so looking forward to our conversation. Me too. Me too. You are an expert in something that I don't know a ton about, and I am so interested and intrigued with. So you are a certified hypnotherapist, and you have been for a decade. But prior to that, you had your own rock bottom. So we're going to get into hypnosis. We're going to get into what you're doing now, but I want to know how you got here. So can you tell us a little bit about the rock bottom and the pivot that led you in this direction? Yeah, I'd love to. So I've always been, uh, I've always had kind of an entrepreneurial mindset. I've had a, a few businesses. This is my third business. I had a direct mail business and the the business that came in between the direct mail business and my uh, hypnosis business where I help clients one-on-one. I train other hypnotists, certify them and, and put on classes was a house flipping business. I was an investor. I was a real estate investor. So I, I bought rehab, flipped to wholesalers, uh, retailed, rented. I had 30 some tenants and back in uh, around here, it was 07, the market turned as it did you know, throughout the country. And I was a single dad and my income 
was up in the air. You know, what was I going to do? So most real estate investors have uh, private money lenders. So we call them hard money lenders uh, and not the traditional banks. So if we're going to do a quick flip where we're going to do a rehab and, and turn it around, we'll borrow from individual investors um, at a higher rate because they can get us the money quickly and we can turn it around quickly. So I had some, what I ended up calling, you know, becoming friends with people that loaned me money. And and now I didn't know if I was going to be able to pay them back. So I refinanced my house knowing that if I couldn't sell these houses, I was going to lose my house. And that's exactly what happened. So I went from feeling pretty good. Uh, My kids were teenagers and I thought their college was paid for. I knew where we were going. I wasn't living high in the hog. I was living, you know, I was just reinvesting everything. And, and now really pretty quickly, all of that was up in the air. And so I had to figure out what I was going to do. And in that uncertainty of what do I do, single dad, where am I going to live? Because I knew eventually I was going to have to move. I got anxious and I got depressed. I felt those unwanted feelings that we all feel at some times. And, um, I didn't like where I was going. And so a long story short, uh, you know, I had always been a student of the mind, I like to say. In fact, going back a little bit further, back when I was in sixth grade, I had a classmate whose dad unfortunately uh, committed suicide. And as a sixth grader, I heard about it and I thought to myself, and in hindsight, it's interesting that as a probably 11-year-old or so, 10 or 11-year-old, I thought to myself, how would I handle that? And just that question shows that I had the awareness that you have a choice. Two years later, prior to uh, a week before my eighth grade uh, school year started, my dad passed. He got cancer and passed. So now I had the opportunity to make the choice, you know, to to not let the outside world affect my inside world. And I'd done a pretty good job throughout my life until my real estate business collapsed. Well, it is interesting when you're headed in a direction and you're excited about it, you're seeing results, like this is what you want, and then it's pivoted for you. It's like one thing to feel restless and make a change yourself. It's another thing when you feel like it's forced upon you and it's unsudden, it's like a surprise and, and you're filled with all of this uncertainty and doubt and what ifs and all of those questions. So how did you deal with that? Yeah. And I love how you said that, you know, as you described that, it's like, we get so focused, we're kind of in the tunnel in our business. And and then all of a sudden out of nowhere comes this, you know, blindside. So what I did is, you know, as, as fate would have it as, as uh, you know, God would have it. A friend of mine, he was a pastor at the church that I went to asked me to come in. He said, Hey, I'm putting together a workshop about some new skills that I learned and I want to get your feedback. And so basically he had become a coach and he had been applying coaching skills with the people that would come to him for help. And he was telling me how for years, you know, he kind of did the traditional pastoral counseling model where, you know, tell me about your upbringing, you know, what brought you to here? And whereas coaching was more about a little bit what's happening now, but more do you, where do you want to go? Mm-hmm. And so more future focused. And interestingly enough, uh, in our first meeting, he took me through a visualization that was really hypnosis. And it was a process that was the beginning of the process of, of getting me out of my funk and, and reminding me of the power of our mind. So, yeah, it was just that chance meeting that led me to hypnosis and coaching. Okay. Okay. So I think that's really important. Being stuck is 
part of life, having funks, having those ups and downs. And then the question is, is what do you do with them? And you can deal with it yourself or you can ask for help. And for you, the help asked you, they could help you, <laughs> which was really helpful. <laughs> yeah. It was perfect timing. But, it but was. To, yeah. But to your point, you know, beyond that, I could have stayed in the stump, the, yeah. you know, the, what'd you say, the funk. Uh, but it really comes down to making the decision. And, and I recognize is, as hard as it was, as anxious as I got, and I, I, you know, I'd say I was depressed. I had an underlying awareness that this isn't me. This isn't going to define me. Always being an entrepreneur, you read stories about most successful entrepreneurs have some setbacks, and so I had the awareness. All right, this is a big setback, but it's only a setback. It's it, it's not me. It's not who I am. It's just something outside of me. And so I made the decision to to move forward. Yeah. And not only did you say yes to coaching, you said yes to implementing what he was teaching you. You said yes to opening yourself up to his visualization and really allowing it to change you from the inside out. Do you mind sharing what that first one was for you? What, the visualization? Yeah, it's so fun. Yeah. So really, it's what what I call and I use it a lot with my clients now and I use it in self-hypnosis for myself, a future self-visualization. In general, your listeners can just imagine that they're in the most peaceful, relaxing place they can imagine somewhere outdoors, a beautiful day, and and just allow them, give themselves a minute or two to do a simple relaxation. And then imagine that a cloud comes and lifts them up, up into the sky. And as they're lifted into the sky, the earth below them spins quickly, quickly, and then slower and slower. And as the cloud brings them back down, they're now 20 years in the future and they're going to go visit their future self's home. And so I saw my future self's home. I knocked on the door. I saw me in 20 years and there's a opportunity for a dialogue with your future self. And, you know, the truth is we all grow and learn and and we know more than we used to. And at times we'll say to ourselves, gosh, if I only had known then what I know now, well, we can tap into that future wisdom. Interesting. That's so cool. Yeah. I I love creating space for that because I think so often we're so busy and we don't often listen to ourselves. And I'm totally going to try that myself. But so you, you did this, you went through the coaching, you experienced some of these things, you started learning and growing in this new direction. What happened next? I first got certified as a coach and did some coaching and then recognized that those visualizations I was taking my clients through was really hypnosis. You know, and that was really stepping out of my comfort zone too. I decided to get trained and certified as a hypnotist. And that's a a field, a label that has a lot of baggage attached to it. And once I understood what it really was, which is more simply another way to tap into the power of our own mind, you know, I reached out that way. And so the next step was just bit by bit growing you know, that business. And I, I consider them one coaching and hypnosis and putting the shingle out. And the cool thing about hypnosis, while there are a lot of myths and misconceptions attached to it, people have the awareness that maybe this can help me. I know it helped my uncle quit smoking or help my, my sister lose weight or it helps, you know, the woman I work with get over anxiety. So there's, while there's our myths and misconceptions, in general, people understand that our mind is pretty powerful. And if I can get a little assistance in there, maybe it'll help. So cool. Yeah. And the coaching was more life coaching experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so the coaching then led to being certified in hypnosis. So for somebody that is like totally clueless, how would you describe hypnosis and how is it helpful? 
What's interesting is I'm uh, in the upcoming year, I'm presenting at uh, three or four different hypnosis conventions with uh, uh, the biggest ones in Vegas. There's probably going to be 12 or 1300 people there. A lot of them are hypnotists, other people that are interested. And if you ask them all, you get a few hundred different definitions of hypnosis, which is pretty interesting. But I define it as, first of all, it's a natural state of mind. It's kind of actually like three S's that help me remember. The first S is it's a natural state of mind. So very similar to the state of mind that we get in when we are reading a book, when we're very focused, when we're so into that book that we feel like we're there to the exclusion of the world around us uh, or when Maybe we're watching like when my kids are watching TV and I'm like earth to Owen. Yes. Right. <laughs> knock, knock. Yeah. <laughs> or when uh, dads and husbands are watching a, a yeah. sporting activity. <laughs> yep. So that's a, a, a narrowing of your focus of attention to the exclusion of your outside world where you allow yourself to really get in the moment. Or if you're a woodworker, if you're a knitter or a gardener where you're really into it, or even getting lost in Google land, you know, or something, you know, that's a, the, the natural state of mind that we all get to often accidentally with a hypnotist uh, or through self-hypnosis. It's a matter of doing it intentionally. And so that's the first S. The second S is it's a scientifically measurable state of mind. And so it's typically, you know, there's about four in general, four different brainwave states. There's beta at the top, which is kind of where we're at. Our brainwaves are active. There's alpha below that, theta, and then deltas at the bottom. So in those middle two, that alpha to theta brain level state, that's where we get when we're in those focused states accidentally. We can get there intentionally. So it's it's just a normal natural state. It's, it's funny, a lot of people... Uh, I think it was the movie Office Space. Do you remember it, Denise? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's pretty funny. And a guy goes to a hypnotist, his, his girlfriend recommends he goes and the hypnotist dies in the session. And uh, this is not real, but he stays, quote unquote, in hypnosis throughout the movie. And uh, people have, you know, can I get stuck in the state? And it's like, no, you'll just you'll you'll move from theta to alpha to beta. So it's just a natural state of mind, scientifically measurable state of mind. And the last S is it's a it's a skill. It's something that we can practice and get better at. Hmm. And for those who have the experience of being in between alpha and theta through hypnosis, does that impact times when they're in beta? You know what I mean? Like when they go back to normal, do they feel different because of their experience in these lower waves? So I think I know what you mean, but tell me again. Tell me a little bit more what you're Well, I guess my question, there's two questions. Who would be a good candidate for this? And then how would it impact normal everyday life once you get good at this skill? Excellent. Okay. So it does impact that beta state, the everyday state, uh, if you want it to. So if you're going to that hypnotic state of mind, whether you're guided by a hypnotist or whether you're doing it through self-hypnosis and getting to that alpha theta level, giving yourself the suggestions or having heard the suggestions that you want to hear around the goal or change that you want to make, it is going to impact your everyday life, including and especially if you practice. You know, so I like to say that in many ways, hypnosis is about subconscious learning or subconscious relearning. So our subconscious, which is what controls our life, you know, the majority of our day, all these things we do automatically, all these thoughts and feelings that come up automatically are just learned behaviors, learned thoughts and feelings, and we can learn new ones. But learning is often about repetition. And so the more we do it, the more it's going to affect our everyday life. 
And so to answer the other part of your question, who can do this, who should do it, really anybody that has the ability to imagine and focus, which is, again, not everybody. You know, there are some people who may be, you know, mentally challenged, but just about anybody. If you have the ability to imagine and to focus internally, and you have the desire and commitment to follow through on it, it works wonderfully for everybody. Mm. Can you tell me about a client or testimony that has seen a a positive change that has been cool for you? Sure. Yeah, there's so many cool ones. And when I I meet with clients, I like to share them because it gives hope, you know, because a lot of times we'll think, you know, how can I do this? I've had this stuck feeling for so long or I've been stuck in this state. Can just listening to somebody make the change. And boy, I think a recent one is I had somebody, any, any new clients, I'll ask them. So how'd you hear about me? How'd you find me? And, and he said, well, my wife gave me your name because she works with somebody who had seen you. And this is my favorite kind of referral because that past client wasn't, you know, uh, saying, Hey, you got to go see Rick. Her life had changed so much that this coworker and it was more about how she carried herself. She originally came to me, I think, for for weight loss or weight management. It, and it wasn't enough that I think her coworker noticed she only needed to lose maybe 10 or 15 pounds. But her coworker said, all right, I got to ask you, what's going on? Something is different about you. And, uh, and so she told her about the work that we did together and her mindset and how she felt about herself. You know, self-love and self-care had changed so much. And the woman who had asked about it was so blown away. She told her husband about some things that he had been struggling with. Okay. It's kind of makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So the original complaint was weight loss. Yeah. And that I'm sure happened, but it also was much deeper than that. And and I think at the end of the day, right, we become who we believe we are. And so when you can shift or alter or impact at the core, then that really does change everything. Yeah. For so many clients that come to me for weight management or weight loss, you know, there's a phrase that I'll use often and it's that when you just feel good for no particular reason, when you feel happy at peace, the weight automatically falls off. And in this client that we're talking about, she recognized that her, I guess maybe obsession about what to eat and how much to eat and how much not to eat just kind of faded away. It just didn't matter as much. She just felt so good to be herself that um, her self-care just fell in line easily and naturally. Cool. How often do people come see you? Is it like a one-time thing, three-time thing, six-month thing? Yeah. In general, it's probably between three, depending on the issue. And everybody's a little bit different. Our our past is different, our current environment. But yeah, the the cool thing about the work I do with clients is Admittedly, it's not the best business model because I don't see them a whole lot. You know, we get things cleared up and they're off and running. Okay. Okay. Well, awesome. Tell me a little bit about building a business in this type of field that, you know, that is a bit misunderstood. Well, how did you get started and then start really building and scaling? Most of my clients now come from probably one of three ways. Um, Referral from a past client, um, some online marketing, you know, through uh, Facebook and Google AdWords, and then uh, speaking, the speaking that I do. The speaking is probably the best way to break down those myths when they can see that I'm just a normal person. Uh, You know, I'm not some weirdo, somebody strange. Um, 
And when, when they understand kind of the science behind it, that more and more neuroscience is explaining why hypnosis and the processes similar to hypnosis have worked for years, that helps break down some of the barriers and some of the myths. But ultimately, it's, you know, it really just comes down to work and commitment, you know, making sure that my online stuff is, is current, is fresh, is new, and then I'm out speaking, you know, locally or, or throughout the States. Okay. So sometimes it's just consumer education, letting people know what hypnosis is and how it will benefit them. And then once they see a benefit, it starts to kind of grow naturally through referrals. Yeah. Yeah. The advantage and the cool thing about hypnosis is there is an interest in it. You know, most people, you know, have a little bit of curiosity about it. So if I'm out, you know, for dinner or at a networking group or anywhere and the whole, you know, what do you do comes up, you know, there's often a, there's a like, fascination. Wait a minute. Let's right. talk about that the rest of the dinner. <laughs> right. Yeah. And occasionally the flip side is, you know, oh, don't look me in the eye, you know, and you're not going to make me, uh, you know, bark like a dog. And, and I'll tell them, you know, only if you pay me extra. <laughs> so if you think back to your real estate self, yeah, grinding in real estate, flipping houses, would you ever have imagined yourself doing what you do now? Great question, Denise. In some ways, no. In other ways, yes. You know, as I mentioned, I've always been a student of the mind. I've always been an encourager, a cheerleader, a supporter. And, and, and in many ways, I consider what I do now with my clients individually and, and in groups, all of those. I'm more than a hypnotist. I like to call myself kind of a, a mind coach, you know, helping my clients get the greatest from the potential of their mind. Or even uh, more simply, kind of a tour guide, you know, where I'm guiding them to where they want want to get. And I think I've always done that to some degree. But the no part would be, I don't know that I would have thought I would have been a hypnotist. I, I guess I thought probably like a lot of people that only some people can do. It's kind of like a an extra gift you're born with. And and then the more I thought about it, it's like, we're just using words, you know, guiding clients through the power of words. And we know how words impact our minds. Um, so it's just an education process that anybody can learn and do. Yeah, super cool. Well, yeah. I can tell you, your voice is like so soothing. I can't <laughs> imagine you doing anything else. <laughs> I have like heard that. Right up your alley. And you have a podcast as well uh, that called the Mind Flipping Podcast as another way to kind of reach out and, and educate people on this. Can you tell me where that was born from? Really where it was born from, in fact, I just had episode 50 and I talked a little bit about why and how, how it started. You know, the title does this kind of a play on my house flipping background and, and what led me to it. But really, first of all, the title, you know, kind of is in congruence with how, you know, we always have the ability to renovate, update our mind and, and our lives. And often, just like in a home where we recognize there's a, a spot on the wall that indicates the roof is leaking or we've got water in the basement, there's a foundation problem. We often recognize there are things in our life, there are little signs. Well, the, my pants are a little tighter than they used to be or my muscles in my neck and shoulders are just super sore. You know, Oh, I must be carrying an extra stress. So there are signs that we recognize we need to renovate and update our thoughts, our mind. I just, I love what I do. And I thought a podcast was a a way to get the word out on a, on a bigger scale rather than just locally. So I interview other experts 
in mind growth, I guess, you know, hypnotists, coaches like yourself, experts in meditation, neuroscience, uh, neurolinguistic programming to share their stories, their strategies about flipping minds and flipping lives. Ooh, I love it. Yep. And I can't wait to have you on. It's scheduled and we're going to rock it. Yes. Don't worry, guys. I will definitely make sure you all know when I'm on his podcast too, because this is so up my alley. Coming from a psychology world and learning more about the quantum physics and neuroscience, it's not just a nice thing to do. It's like thinking positive isn't just like a quote. (laughs) It really does change us from the inside out. And we know if we want our outside to change, our inside needs to change first. So you talked a bit about self-hypnosis. And this is really interesting to me because I think, like you mentioned, it's a skill that we can learn, but we have to learn it first before we can practice it. So how would we practice or learn this self-hypnosis idea to do on our own? I've got, and I know we didn't really talk about this before you clicked record, but I've got some resources that I'm you know, happy to share. I've got a little video, a little audio, and a little PDF uh, called Simple Self-Hypnosis, and uh, it doesn't have to be complicated. It's something that you can do really in a matter of of seconds. You know, it doesn't have to be uh, dedicating 15 or 30 minutes. Really, a couple minutes is good, but ultimately, it's a it's a process that anybody can do where we tap into what I call, a lot of us call a deeper part of our mind, our subconscious, and we communicate with it through self-hypnosis in the way that it needs to be, and that's through our imagination. That's how it understands. That's its language. And so, um, yeah, I'm happy to share those resources, and that'll be a, just a simple way for your listeners to play and practice. Yeah. Awesome. How would we go ahead and get that? So you could have uh, your listeners just email rick at rickpaddock.com. What do you want in the the subject line? Uh, Dreamcast? Denise's Dreamcast? Perfect. Put Dreamcast in the subject line and Rick will know. And I'll put all the details in the show notes so you guys can check it out. And the simple self-hypnosis. And because it is a skill that can be learned, uh, it's helpful to have somebody, like we mentioned, when you need help, ask somebody who knows what they're doing and ask them for help. So Rick, we just so appreciate you taking the time to get us that information because I think that's that's just a great step in the right direction. I agree. It's so valuable and um, and it doesn't take that much time, but there is a benefit to practice. Yeah. 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 Consistency is key with anything. So. Yeah. Yep. Is there anybody who would not benefit from hypnosis? Yeah, I guess somebody who didn't have an interest, you know, I'll have people call me for their husband, for their wife, for their kids. They've got to want it. So the only people that wouldn't benefit are those that don't want to benefit, that don't have an interest, that are doing it for somebody else. Right. Because they're doing it kind of like, I imagine them like rolling their eyes while they're doing it, you know, and you have somebody who isn't quite in it, it's not going to work. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, and I've had clients that, you know, they feel like they're in it or think they're in it. You know, I'm thinking of a a recent, well, I don't know, within the last couple of years, a mother and daughter. And uh, I talked to each of them. They both seemed on board. But as we got working together, you could tell it was really mom's idea. Mom was seeing success and the daughter wasn't. And it came down to they both weren't as committed as they should have been. You know, only one of them was. Right. Very cool. So one question I have in terms of business building is, has there been maybe a setback or a mistake or just something where you had a discouragement throughout the last 10 years as you were growing your practice? Yeah, I guess thinking about it, Denise, not one big thing, but a common challenge 
are just kind of the lulls, the valleys where the phone isn't ringing, you know, the appointments aren't coming through, the, just the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur. You know, one of the guests, recent guests on my podcast, Dr. Paul Ralston, shared that challenge for him as well. He's got a very thriving, successful practice, but there are those valleys. And uh, if we're not careful, we can forget that there are only valleys and another hill is coming. And so I think probably in the last 10 years, those have been the biggest challenge, just those, you know, little blips on the radar where you think, oh, no, you know, where did everybody go? What's going to happen? I'm doing what I've always done, but I'm not getting the results. And then my self-talk is keep doing what what you're doing. You know, people need this and eventually it rebounds. Yeah. Yeah. And then you use your own skills. (laughs) Yep. Right. <laughs> you retrain your brain, you get retrain back on the right path. Yep. <laughs> yep. Call a friend, you know, reach out to other people, find my, you know, coaches and hypnotists to help me. Yep. Do this in community. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, as a business owner and as somebody who is consistently developing personally and building your mind, growing, I like to say, breaking through your own glass ceiling, continuing to take steps forward. What is one thing that you do every day that you can't live without? Ooh, great question. Oh, boy. Every day. I don't know if this is the right answer, if this is, if this, but I give thanks morning and night and throughout the day. You know, I live a pretty grateful life and it just feels good to be there. Even when my back is given out, you know, I'm in pain. Um, I try to be grateful for every day um, because I, I do have a I do have a good life and and it's not because I've live in the in the you know the best place in the world I live in Milwaukee Wisconsin it gets pretty cold here and it's not because I have the biggest house or you know any of those things it's just uh because I choose to be grateful. Mm. Yeah, I think that is such again a skill. And it's something that when you're intentionally brewing yourself to stay in that space life outside of you can be happening. It doesn't mean life's easy, but yet you're peaceful in the process and that makes it easier. Yeah. And enjoyable and yeah, yeah, all that good stuff follows. So what do your kids think about this big change or transition for you? Into this role? From real estate guru to hypnosis counselor. It's interesting. So uh, my wife and I have have three kids. I have two from previous marriage and a stepdaughter. My oldest daughter uh, very similar to me. She, you know, thinks it's cool. She's a big supporter, uh, you know, shares my posts and all of that. My son, I think he still like scratches his head. I remember, you know, 10 years ago when I said I was doing this, uh, he told me it's not real dad. <laughs> I said, all right, all right, Ryan. And uh, he lives with his mom. And so I've never really, you know, tried to convince him. Practiced I, I don't with him. <laughs> yeah, I've never practiced with him. And uh, not only my son, but, to, you know, as long as I bring that up, I don't like to be in the business of trying to convince people. I don't think any of us need to be people that are open to it. You know, I'm happy to share with with them the power of it. Uh, and then my, and then our youngest, you know, my stepdaughter, actually, I probably worked with her more than either of the other ones. And, and uh, she's a great supporter as well. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Well, I know when you're in a growth mindset and you really go outside your comfort zone. I mean, it ripple effects and it impacts everybody around you. And so I know your kids, even if, you know, Ryan is still like, wait, what? They've yeah. noticed. They noticed yeah. you're not in your funk. They've noticed that you are peaceful and that you are in that grateful state and that ripple effects and 
to, I mean, that's the cool thing about this is it really can, when you learn these skills, it can change the legacy of your family because instead of being wound up and anxious and not sleeping and depressed and frustrated and all of the things that can, some people can live in, you made the change to learn, grow, flip your own mind, which then gives them the space and ability to flip theirs too. Yeah, I agree. Thanks for saying that. You know, just just last night, my daughter asked if she could stop over. Uh, my oldest, um, Taylor, works at a uh, retirement community, and she works in the memory unit and uh, gets in and out of the memory unit. And one of her residents, one of her favorites, that she's told me about, she's in her 90s, and just she just went canoeing on her birthday. She's super active. She had a stroke, and so my daughter came and she came over and she needed a hug and, and she was, you know, tearing up a little bit about, you know, this resident that she loved that was, was like of all people, how her, she was so active and she's still alive, but in the hospital. And, and then she, uh, uh, despite the tears and the sadness, you know, she was able to express the, the gratitude that she's been a part of her life and that is just life. And it hurts to hear that this resident has gone through this, but it beats not having that relationship at all. Hmm. So it was cool to see her perspective. Yeah. You can see her shift and yeah. use the skills. And I think at the same time, when you don't have to be convincing people or being like, you should think about it in this way, when you're just being and doing and growing yourself, it does ripple effect. And then they learn it on their own, just even through kind of osmosis. <laughs> Absolutely. They hear Absolutely. you kind of work through some things and they absorb it at some level. Yeah. And I can tell the little bit we chatted, by the way, you carry yourself that you're a great example for your teams uh, at home and at work. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like it's my job to keep growing because if I don't, then I'll cap them too. So (laughs) It's a great perspective. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. Well, you guys definitely check out midamericahypnosis.com and then the Mind Flipping Podcast for more information on how you can flip your own mind by learning these skills. Email rick at rickpaddock.com. All all these links will be in the show notes below, but take advantage of the simple self-hypnosis tool. I've learned that when somebody has a skill that I want or somebody successful, or there's, and they're offering a path for me to follow, take it, take it. Not everybody does, but that's, that's what we do is we take it and we learn and we grow and we absorb. And and we're just really excited to keep learning about this. So thank you, Rick, for your wisdom and experience today. And I'm excited to chat with you again in a few weeks. Awesome. Thanks so much, Denise. Thanks for having me a guest. And I look forward to chatting again. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. I want to hear your aha moment from today's amazing episode. If you could leave a review at whatever podcast player you choose to listen from, Apple Podcast, CastBox, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you're listening from, leave a review and share with us your favorite part of today's episode. Thanks for hanging out. And remember to dream big.